No room is one size fits all. That's why we curated a collection of designer quality rugs that can be customized to the inch and delivered in as little as two weeks. At Ernesta.com, explore over 150 gorgeous styles made with luxe materials and elevated colors and cozy textures. With free design consultations and samples to try before you buy, we make it effortless to find the perfect fit that'll completely transform your space. Visit Ernesta.com and get five free samples with code XX. This is Teachable Moments with April podcast, and you guessed it, I'm your host, April. If you're a returning listener and a part of the Teachable Moments with April podcast family, welcome back. For those who are checking me out for the first time, well, hello and welcome. To everyone listening, be encouraged and look for the Teachable Moments that are all around us. Enjoy. So in this particular episode, we're going to be talking about the third key dimension to spiritual warfare. So we've already covered our weapons of warfare. They are, so we're just going to do a little recap for those of you who may be tuning in and haven't listened to the previous uh, episodes that I've done. Um, our six, our weapons of uh, warfare are six. The name of Jesus, the blood of Jesus, agreement, fasting, uh, praise, and the word of God. Then uh, we talked about uh, our spiritual authority and what they may entail. And there are three key points to that. It's the Messiah has come, the church has come, and the kingdom has come. And then we uh, got into um, what is the meaning of binding and loosing. And we also explored just a little bit, just touched on it, when that doesn't work. What could possibly be some of the external um, and internal uh, causes to that and how to approach that so that um, we can improve upon it. Now in this particular episode, now we're going to get into the third one, our engagement with the enemy. Our engagement with the enemy, having understood the weapons of our warfare, and our authority to use them, we are ready to consider moving out and now engaging the enemy. As spiritual warfare rises uh, toward the top of the agendas of Christian leaders, in many parts of the world it is to be expected that a variety of opinions will emerge. The discussion as to just how directly we should actually engage the enemy is an extremely important one. Now, some come at it with a more cautious approach, while others seem to be considerably bolder. I say it is important because we are dealing here with what can escalate into life and death issue. The more cautious souls have frequently come to their position because of disastrous events they themselves have experienced or they have heard of. Okay, underestimating the power of the enemy is a major, major danger, and some have paid the price for falling into it. 
Now, I know of several American pastors who have taken on territorial spirits and ended up leaving the ministry because of immorality. Now, a Japanese pastor told me of a church member who brought a family idol to be destroyed, but also said he had been warned that if he destroyed it, someone in his family would die. Now, he burned the idol in the patio of the church, and within six months, a cousin's son died, and his wife lost her first child. Now, another example is a Presbyterian pastor in Ghana ordered a tree which had become a satanic shrine to be cut down. When the last branch was lopped off, the pastor passed away. I think we can agree that stories like this are just frightening. Who would not be cautious if they knew that not only their own physical life and well-being were at stake, but also those of their loved ones? Some see their role as that of Daniel in the story of the great heavenly battle which took place between angels and the princes of Persia and Greece described in the book of Daniel chapter, uh, chapter 10. Now, Daniel did not engage the enemy directly. In fact, he apparently did not even know a battle was taking place. He stayed home and prayed to God, yet his prayer triggered a cosmic struggle. Even Michael the archangel at one time did not dare to accuse the devil, but asked the Lord to do it for him. And there's an account at Jude 9. Now, appropriate caution then is called for in all spiritual warfare. Makes sense. At the same time, however, there seems to be a biblical mandate for boldness in engaging the enemy. Some particular challenges by the enemy require that if we are wise, we will edge toward the side of caution, and other challenges will require us to be somewhat more aggressive, if you will. If we are hearing the voice of God, as we should be, we will take our cues from him, of course, that makes sense, right, and move out accordingly. Now, returning to Ephesians 6, we see that our engagement if you will, with the enemy is described in some detail, with the Apostle Paul characteristically mixing metaphors, okay? He uses two simultaneous um, analogies to describe our engagement with the enemy, okay? Ready? The wrestler and the warrior. The wrestler. Paul says that we do not wrestle, makes sense, against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places, Ephesians 6, 12. Now, in Greco-Roman culture, wrestling, let's look at the, uh, the origins, we've been looking up the origins of stuff, guys, uh, of wrestling was a prominent sport. Wrestling, even more than, say, mm, boxing or karate, requires a high degree of direct bodily contact with the opponent. The goal of the wrestler was not to protect himself, okay? Although that was an important means to an end, his goal was to conquer the opponent in physical engagement. Now, the winner came out on top and the loser came out on the bottom. In fact, some Greek wrestling involved a fight to the death. 
Paul is speaking about very serious, serious spiritual business. Now, when he says that we wrestle, he is not referring just to himself, Silas, and Timothy. He is referring to all true members of the body of Christ. He does not suggest that we wrestle directly with the devil. Because for one thing, the devil, as I have mentioned previously, cannot be in more than one place at one time. The principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness, and the spiritual hosts of wickedness are descriptions of the demonic hordes whom Satan has delegated. And what do they do? To steal, to kill, and to destroy. And those are the beings whom we are expected to engage. Now, In most cases, we will be called to wrestle against ground-level spirits such as those frequently mentioned in the Gospels. Some may also be called to deal with the middle-level spirits which operate through witches, occult practitioners, New Age channelers, spiritist mediums, and so forth and so on. Now, Paul dealt with one of these in Philippi, uh, a spirit of divination which had controlled a slave girl who was a fortune teller. This was such a high-level spirit that the deliverance had potential and political repercussions, and Paul and Silas found themselves in jail as a result. And an account of this is found in Acts 16, uh, verses 16 through 24. Now, others, I would think relatively few, may be called to deal with the higher-level territorial spirits, such as, um, for instance, uh, example, Prince of Persia or the Prince of Greece. Now, obviously, the higher we go, the more caution we need. Now, the second is the warrior. Once he establishes, okay, that our engagement with wicked spirits is like a wrestler, Paul switches analogies and describes our means of combat as that of a Roman warrior. Now, military equipment then, as now, includes defensive as well as offensive instructions and and instruments, I mean, pardon me, instruments. The full armor of God is our defense against our spiritual enemies. Interestingly enough, the Roman armor was designed to protect the front of the warrior, not the back. Apparently, the assumption was that when the enemies were near, Okay, the soldiers were moving toward them, not running away. Okay, but as any soldier knows, the final objective is not to protect yourself against the enemies, but to defeat them. General Patton once said the key to winning a war is not giving your life for your country, but seeing that the enemy gives his life for his country. Now, Paul mentions two offensive weapons in this passage one used by the devil and one used by the christian warrior the devil's weapon is a bow and arrow found in ephesians 6 16. this is a weapon used at a distance it may well be satan's desire that his forces do not engage well-armed christians up close now on the other hand the christian's weapon is a sword a close-up weapon Now, Satan may continue shooting from a distance, and we are expected to use the shield of faith to defend ourselves. But, if we are going to use our sword, we must be prepared to engage the enemy.
like to invite you to join me in prayer, a prayer of spiritual protection. Thank you, Lord, for your protection over my family. I come against any plot or ploy or scheme that the enemy has planned for us, and I render it useless in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. We are the head and not the tail, above only and not beneath. No weapon formed against us will prosper, and every tongue that arises against us will be condemned. We have the minds of Christ and the victory. The victory is ours today in Him. We are children of the Most High, and we rest in His goodness and faithfulness. In your Son's sweet name, Jesus Christ, Amen. just listening to Teachable Moments with April Podcast. I truly hope you enjoyed this episode. We invite you to stay connected with us on the other social media platforms of ours, which is TikTok, Pinterest, Instagram, Threads, and YouTube. Also, we'd like to invite you to check out our official podcast landing page on podpage.com slash teachable moments with April to see all our content in one place and leave personal messages, feedback, and more. The perfect gift for your space-bun sporting, constantly caffeinated ray of sunshine geometry teacher, Venmo loved by you, and your spunky teacher too. Check everyone off your list with a Venmo gift card.